How do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. Well, all right. Yeah. ten grand to me. Yeah. You know, ever since I turned pro in 1989, when I signed the dotted line, it was strange. Everybody, to episode number 22 of the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. My name is Neil Rule, local sports broadcaster in the Detroit area. I'll welcome in the brains of the operation. And this is a guy, really, with what's going on in the world right now, Cam. Cam Evans of the Evans Law Group, also with Pivotal Sports Management. And Cam, this was supposed to be a, a joyous day where we got to sit back and talk about, hey, sports betting is legal in Michigan and everything's uh, up and running and away we go. And that lasted for a grand total of about 20 hours and then it was over, Cam. And that's about right. And uh, it is St. Patty's Day, but there's no green beer flowing anywhere unless no. somebody's got it in their bathtub. And nobody um, a week ago, um, uh, let me put this, nobody around this table uh, a week ago thought that we would be here. A week ago, Tuesday, President's Day, at least here in Michigan, we did not yet have a, a reported case of the COVID-19 virus that happened on Wednesday. And in the course of 90 minutes, Wednesday night, starting at nine o'clock with President Trump and concluding at 1030 when you had the NBA cancel, um, it was like we are in uncharted territory that nobody ever predicted. Well, and we talk about the business side of sports here. We're going to get into this, too, because the business always keeps turning, man. And there certainly are going to be some impacts, certainly economic impacts that, that follow with COVID-19 virus and everything that's going on with it. We have a couple of different avenues that we're going to take you down. But, Cam, taking a step back from that, I noticed with me and, and my friends and you know the text groups we have and everything, when it came out that Rudy Gobert tested positive and then a, a, a little bit later his teammate with the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, tested positive, I think that was the day that the music stopped for a lot of people because we talk about this and we talk about sports all the time in this podcast, but I think you saw truly one of the measures of the grip that sports has on America because everybody stood up and took notice right there. And that's when a lot of this stuff changed. That's when the whole attitude, the whole tenor of, I think, of a, of a nation, certainly a nation of sports fans changed. I think I think what really changed it was Adam Silver coming out saying, we are suspending the season effective immediately. No, he played no games. And it was not like, we're going to look at this and get back to you in 48 hours. No. It was... No, we have a player who has tested positive, and we're shutting this down across the board. Um, to me personally, that was a wake-up call, that this is vastly different than anything else in the past. Think about it. Magic Johnson in the early 90s getting tested positive for AIDS and all of the scare and the concerns and boy he had blood on him in Charlotte at the preseason right. game what are we going to do our players going to boycott because they don't want to be on the on the floor with him hysteria especially given what was happening with AIDS in that point of um, of life that we didn't know and there was mass hysteria at times you didn't have a league saying Oh, we're going to shut down, or we're thinking about shutting down. Adam Silver came out and dropped the bomb. Boom, we're done. And that sent a message um, that you know to me that this is going to be something that is far deeper and wider than I could ever imagine or appreciate where it would be a week later. Um, 
and you saw the professional leagues pretty much fall in line with the exception of one professional league that we're going to talk about. Um, but the thing that caught me by surprise was the slow response by the NCAA um, and the conferences with their basketball tournaments going on where they were continuing the process that we're not canceling, except for the Ivy League, we are not canceling. Big Ten started their tournament. And here's the NCAA and the universities and the conferences. These players, they're students first. They're student athletes. We care about them. This is different than professionals. Yet the professional leagues were closing before we were closing college right. leagues, which just it just made me scratch my head. I, it did a lot of people out there. And then you certainly you had the situation with the Big East where they pulled the players off the floor at halftime and said, all right, we're shutting it down. I mean, it is. It's it's unbelievable, but at the same time, it is very believable. But as we said, you're listening to Straight Cash Homie Podcast. This is episode number 22. You can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. All you got to do is search Straight Cash Homie Podcast, click subscribe, and you are in there. And uh, it is a lot of fun doing this. We do take you down a lot of different paths as, as money relates to the world of sports. So you can go back and listen to all the episodes. If something catches your fancy, look, a lot of you have a lot of time on your hands right now. So, so go ahead and give it a listen. I mean, Please. This, yeah. You got nothing else to do. If nothing you can't else. fall asleep, at least put us on. And, and you'll uh, be out in four minutes. No, <laughs> no question about it. No, but Cam, uh, you know, with this COVID-19 thing, and again, there's there's a bunch of different avenues that we can go down. And you and I had talked about the fact that we were going to address the, the NFL labor situation in the CBA, which, which we certainly are going to. I, I feel that today at this time in space, it's not really the time for that. We will get into that uh, hopefully in the next episode or two. But it was telling because as you as you teased, the NFL is still open for business, man. And they're still going to do the draft, albeit differently. It's not going to be on the Strip in Las Vegas because, you know, Las Vegas is closed. That was another way that it really drove home to me. They closed Las Vegas, Cam. That is what stays in Vegas is, is in Vegas. And if they got the virus in Vegas, it can stay there. They stay in there. I mean, they closed Las Vegas, brother. That was, that was unbelievable to me. But the CBA did get ratified. There were a couple of telling stats and, and just – Real quickly, Cam, the, the, the short, short version, as they would have said in Spaceballs, uh, 20% of the players didn't vote on the CBA, which which blows my mind, and it narrowly passed, and get ready for 17 regular season games. That is certainly the option, and that's where the, the owners certainly want to go is 17 games. So I think that that will be, you know, in the 2021 season that you're going to be looking at. Um, it, Players didn't vote. Um, you don't know why. Um, there was a significant amount. There was a there was a strong division um, between it. Um, there's still a National Labor Relations Board complaint floating out there that could, you know, put the screw in something. But, but I highly doubt that that's going to go anywhere. Um, the NFL is open for businesses, continuing business, and I think the NFL is um, seeing this as an opportunity because even in crisis, there are opportunity, legitimate opportunities, not price gougers out there, um, people that are you know selling hand sanitizers for 50 bucks and right. all that other stuff. There, there are opportunities to be had legitimately in business. And right now, I think, you know, the NFL, um, th- they marched on. There was calls for them to suspend the voting on the collective bargaining agreement for a couple weeks as this was all breaking last week. Uh, and the vote was going to conclude on Saturday. They said, nope, we're going forward. Um, and except for pulling scouts off the road, canceling local pro days, 
days and 30 days, you know, the 30 people you can have in, um, you know, the scouts are back. Um, and so they're not getting as many live eyes on people, but the draft's going to be business as usual. Yeah, man. the draft's going to go forward. Um, as you said, Vegas is closed, so um, they're not going to have it with a live audience. But I want to ask you a question: ratings for the NFL draft in April, when we haven't had sports now for five weeks. What are those ratings going to be? Like? They're going to sma- they're going to smash every ratings record that the draft has ever had before. And and Cam, you and I, when we talked in our world famous pre production meeting, you know the organization, I mean corporations would kill for it. But when you and I talked in, in our pre production meetings here, and you brought up the fact that it looks like the NFL is the one league that is going to not quote unquote miss a beat. I mean, as, as, as much as you can say that during these times right now, that will be the league. If everything goes according to plan, that will be the league that will do toe to leather right around the time when they're supposed to. And through all of this right now, the business side of it is still rolling on free agency. I mean, people are spending money like they, like they're never going to have it again. And you're looking at all these contracts that everybody's getting. It is certainly incredible. As you said, when they kick off, they theoretically they could be, they could be the first league that gets going from a full-on standpoint. They they could be, and if they are, Cam, the ratings they'll make the draft ratings look like a drop in the bucket, man. As you said, and it was interesting, an opportunity. There are opportunities. And not not in the the true sense like you talked about with the guy with the garage full of hand sanitizer. There are opportunities that the NFL could exploit. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, mortgage companies, yeah, you want to refinance? It's time to refinance. That's an opportunity for people out there. Right now, you want to refinance? Sure. You can go do it. You want to go learn how to do something? You want to go learn how to cook something? You want to go and take some webinars? You want to listen to podcasts and learn about stuff? This, There are opportunities. But the NFL, they're looking at it. And I think that, that if I'm in their shoes, and there's a risk here from a public perception standpoint, that you don't get it. How can you sit here and talk about multi-million dollar deals? deals for people um, when now everybody's laid off and trying to wonder where their next food, where are they getting sure. food, paychecks, rent, electricity, what am I doing with my kids, uh, my mom and dad, you, there is a public risk of public perception saying you guys are a bunch of jerks. Greedy bastards, and, yeah. and and I'm not gonna. I'm never coming back to the NFL. Well, I don't think that ever flies because people always come back to sports, including the NFL, when they get mad at them. But they're looking at it and they're saying, "Huh, the trajectory of this July's training camp. By then, we should be." Uh, well, maybe two months, well, a month on the downside curve of the peak of the COVID-19 virus. Um, and if things fall correctly, and there's a lot of stuff that have to, we will be, as you put it, the first league out there that's going to have a first normal season. And people are going to be jonesing for sports uh, at that point in time. Maybe the NBA's got a little bit of a postseason or the NHL, but it's not going to be anything else. This is the first full-fledged season. And they could have monster, monster ratings um, and other consumption through social media and, you know, the NFL network, you name it, and that they can just drive revenue in a, in a way that could be unprecedented for them. 
You're listening to Straight Cash Homie Podcast, episode number 22. Make sure you click subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. He is Cam Evans, purveyor of the Evans Law Group, also an agent with Pivotal Sports Management. My name is Neil Rule, sports broadcaster here in the Detroit area with lots of time on his hands right now because, uh, (laughs) hey, man, I I call games for a living. That's what I do. And, um, you know, and certainly I'm not somebody who's – there are people – Many, many, many people that are in much worse situations than I will be, uh, as as far as all this stuff goes. So you know, anybody that's out there in the sports broadcasting field, man, keep your head up. I mean, what else? We don't really have a choice right now. That uh, this is the new normal, man. This is what it is going to be. But hopefully, not for long. But we are talking NFL. They are open for business, man. I mean, all the way, all the way live. Contracts are being doled out. It, Cam, you and I were discussing too. There is, a, I guess, a bit of risk involved with this from the NFL's standpoint as well because you talked about training camps and things like that as the curve gets flattened and hopefully you know, reports from around the world are that places that were you know, first hit with this epidemic seem to be turning a bit of a corner on that. Now, certainly it does take time. But at the same time, you know, you mentioned, say you have a July training camp and a player pops up with a positive test. I mean... You know, there there is a bit of risk associated with with just projecting or, or pushing on business as usual. There is risk. Um, you assume that they'll they will have a game plan in place up front for when that happens. What are you going to do? Are you testing people on a daily basis? We have to get with the union, and what? And, and that's another layer to this too that you talked that I didn't even thought about was testing players' unions. I mean, this is all real. I mean, everybody around the, the nation, anybody that's listening to this, this will impact your life in some form or fashion. Same way in the sports. I mean, this is something that will have to be negotiated upon. That's right, and agreed upon what's, what is the thing to do. But I think the one thing that um, everybody has to realize, including myself, is that once you get on the backside of the curve and we start to get some sense of normalcy back in our lives and we don't have the constraints that are either imposed by government or that we're imposing by ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, that the virus is still going to be there. There still will be people getting affected on the downside of the curve. Yeah, it doesn't um, just one day say, "Oh, that's it, it's over, uh, we move on now." That's right. Yeah. You know, and I mean, obviously, the people who who are infected and and survive, um, they will have immunity. You know, that you get it, but that's the problem right now is no human has immunity to this. Right. Um, and we don't have a vaccine. Is that what is the NFL going to do at that point in time? What's anybody going to do? Whether it's college, I mean, college football is going to be, you know, back up. Supposedly, you assume in August, um, you know, with their training camps, um, is that or the NBA or NHL, whoever, Major League Baseball, whoever starts to, you know, trickle in in that start, is that there is a very high percentage that somebody in that organization, some player is going to test positive, and what do you do? Are you going to shut down training camp? Are you going to shut down the league at that point in time for, for something? Um, don't know. They got months to try to decide what they're going to do. Um, but you have now, you know, what has happened. And even in the NBA, let's say NBA, they get, oh, let's have a, a small um, playoff run in, in July. You know, kind of like, you know, the basketball tournament. Sure. You know, we're going to do something like this and we'll have something crazy and we'll have a $10 million pot at the end or something. And it won't, won't be a true NBA championship, but this year's not a normal year. We're going to do something different, creative, try to drive ratings, smaller venues, whatever they can do. Get some relevancy back. Yeah. Well, what happens if, you know, what happens if you get to the finals and a player tests positive? Are they going to sit there and, and say, guess what? We're shutting down again. 
And so I think there's going to be a lot of hiccups as you're trying to get back into the smooth running of our society um, and getting back to all the normal, stupid stresses that we put on ourselves, as you said. I was just telling you before we went on the air here, I was like, Cam, you know, I, our way of life is pretty stupid now when you think about it. I mean, just, just the things that, that we, as you talked about, that we stressed about and the things that, that we think are so important, uh, you find out they're very much not. Now, I'm not trying to go all, you know, I'm not trying to say, this has changed my perspective. Because in three months, I'm going to be, you know, assuming things go back to our, our, our quote-unquote normal way of life, I'll be the first one that's standing up there, you know, worried about something stupid, I'm sure. But, you know, with all that being said, I mean, it is, we are pretty insignificant and the stuff we worry about is pretty insignificant. And our lives are pretty insignificant. When you, when you boil it all down, they are. They, and, and it's what you do with them. Um, but you, there's going to be, it's not going to be a smooth transition because people are going to continue to get infected with it, even come June, July, August. Um, and you, what is the response going to be in the business world? What is the response going to be from the government? Are we going to allow bars to be back? When when are we going to allow bars to be back open or restaurants, um, health clubs? You know, you name it. Everything has been closed down here in Michigan. Uh, when are we going to large, you know, gatherings over 50 people? Sports, what is going to happen when people test positive? Because people are going to test positive again. And then looking longer term, that if assuming that this has some connection to what I would say is generally the the, the, the flu cycle, mm-hmm. meaning that from my standpoint, the flu cycle is like October to March. All right. right. The summer comes, it lets out the, the gas six a months bit. that we yeah. hibernate in Michigan. All right. Now we right. got to hibernate a little bit longer. It's all it is is delayed spring to a certain extent in Michigan because we're we're spending more time indoors. Um, but whenever that is, assuming that COVID nineteen has something similar, um, now you're going to be looking at December, January, February. December of this year of 2020, January, February of 2021, where, okay, let's say everybody has the vaccine, (laughs) you get your vaccine shot, people are still going to get test positive for COVID-19. Yeah. People get the flu shot and people still get the flu. And what is the social response going to be from the standpoint of, is it a measured response? Like, okay, we got this under control. It's just like the flu. You're going to get sick. Tragically, there's some people that are still going to die. A lot of people die of the flu every year. And tragically, that's what's going to happen with COVID-19. You're still going to have people die. But are you going to have this rampant desire to, like, constrict society again, including sports? Right. And, and this will be something that continues. I, I, I still feel like we're under this illusion that when places open back up, be it March 31st or April 30th, wherever places open back up, that a lot like what you talked about, we're just going to turn the faucet back on and water is going to come out of the faucet like like we never shut it off. And I, I, this is something I think that is going to be here to stay and there's going to be economic fallout. Certainly there will be. People are feeling that already, myself included. I mean, I, I speak from this, from an area of expertise because I'm experiencing that right now and just missed opportunities that I had. I mean, I was scheduled to do an NBA game. You know, I was supposed to do Pistons box coming up at the end of the end of the month, man. And like, it's all of those things that are associated with it that I don't think people are realizing will continue to happen. But Kim, I did, I did also want to touch on this because being a sports broadcaster, NCAA Division One sports that I do as well, there certainly will be an impact to the NCA that we're already seeing with the cancellation of of your spring sports and and for 
most of you that are sports enthusiasts, I know a lot of people will end up watching the College World Series. Uh, that's that has become a revenue producer uh, for the NCAA to a small, you know, to a smaller degree, but it does create revenue in terms of TV contracts and stuff like that. Another sport that is on the rise ratings wise, college softball. The, the World Series for college NCAA college softball for for women's softball is certainly something that has been on the rise that we've continued to see ascend. And I've always talked about it because I broadcast games for ESPN Plus at college softball. College softball is is going to continue to enjoy ratings increases because college softball falls in line with society now. Cam, this isn't it has nothing to do with tradition or anything like that. It fits where we are in a society. How so? A, a pitcher rolls out. The games are over. and When you have two good pitchers, games are over an hour and 40 minutes. They move. There's no playing around. Stuff stuff is popping on there. The pitcher gets a ball back. They pitch it. They go. I mean, that's and that's the nature of that sport. It's, it's very high speed. It's almost like a high-speed baseball type situation. And it fits in society. I, I think the rise of college softball fits with the rise of soccer in our society. A soccer match is over in 90 minutes, no matter what. No matter what, it's over in 90 minutes. And a lot of the games are, a lot of the matches are over in Europe. Your high, your highest level of the game is over in Europe. It's on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, and it's going to be over by 11. No matter what happens, and there's no stoppages. And that's the way college softball is, too. And, and I think you, you see a mirroring of those two sports and why they continue to rise in popularity. But the, the NCAA announced that the spring sports have been canceled. Now, this puts a whole new perspective on player eligibility, scholarship totals, because there's a limit of scholarships that you can have. Does that change now that everyone has added eligibility? And look, you don't have the answers. You're not the board of the NCAA. I mean, just educate me as to some of those mitigating factors that I'm not thinking about because I just look at the game between the lines. There's going to be a lot of a lot of things that have to be sorted out. Right, because it's a domino effect. I mean, you push, you keep going. So you look at spring sports. They all got their additional year of eligibility, which means all your seniors are coming back next year if they want. Okay, um, and you get your 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 freshman coming in. Let's assume. Let's put that on hold for a second. Assume you get your freshman coming in, um, and now you're going to have an expansion of rosters. You're going to have an expansion of the number of scholarships you can have for a year. I mean, it's just. It's, it, but you, you you're granting. Every you're granting you're granting people additional years of eligibility, so that's got a potentially a, a five year window period. <laughs> so, for the spring sports, they're going to have to management. Now, on the upside, is spring sports are never tapped out for scholarships because of the nature of the of the sports. Right. right. You know, you you may have you know one or two baseball players that are on full ride, usually partial. Not everybody on that team certainly has any type of scholarship. Mm-hmm. Same with you know softball. Um, you know, looking at lacrosse, um, you know, tennis, you know, so you, you, you got a lot more track and field. You get a lot more flexibility there as opposed to 85 in football or men's basketball. Sure. And I think that's going to be um, what are you going to do? I mean, do, we don't know if you're going to have college freshmen coming in this year and what's what's going to happen with schools closed. I mean, you have to. Assume and, and we're, I, we're, I, in, we're in we're in high school. We're in mid-March and you have to assume 
I think it is safe to assume that um, by at least through mid-May, there is going to be no class. You're going to have two months where you're not going to have kids in classrooms. And you're going to have the vast majority of kids in Michigan, and this is Michigan-focused right now, what we know, are not going to have Internet access. They're not going to have online classes sure. available to them. How do they progress in their in their schooling academically how, right. academically how can they qualify for graduation um it, what are you going to do um there's so many big big decisions that, wow. that have to be made because you may you 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 may as i said you know make the funnel into into college a little bit less than what it was um depending on what's going to happen to these seniors um right now but this is far broad and wide and it affects everything and hopefully doesn't affect everybody um from the standpoint of an infection but it's changed everybody's lives and everybody's outlook for at least the for foreseeable future um and you don't know what the ncaa is going to do you don't know what the colleges are going to do um except they have to deal with it um and they're going to be dealing with it probably you don't big 10 you look at it they're probably dealing with it with less revenue look at the big 10 network like you know they're going to they're not making the money this year as they made the year before so that's less money that's going into the into the universities uh, or at least the athletic departments um so i mean this every time you think and you pull back another layer there's something else that you have to think about. You have to think about consequences. You think about planning. You think about effects. Um, and nobody right here, nobody knows what the answer is, um, except they're just going to keep on coming. And and that's really where we're at. I mean, the, the, the questions that get answered will lead to new questions that get asked. And that that will just continue to roll on. And, and I hear a lot of talk about the seniors for basketball. Uh, will they will – they, be granted another year the ones that were still alive in the tournament and i don't understand how that could even come to be i mean i, I don't get so the seniors that were still alive quote unquote their seasons were still going on will those be eligible but the one who's played their full season will they not be eligible i mean these are all questions that again you go back to it you answer one question three more pop up I mean, I, and, how and, do you and, handle it? Right. And you said their season's over. What do you mean by their season over is that they lost in their conference tournament? Uh, and so that you could say the odds are they were not going to make it to the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yeah, how, how do you handicap that? What about well, the other side tournaments then? Yeah, exactly. What, yeah. Well, well, I was going to be in the NIT. You're the CBI. Yeah, that's the right. The college insider. You yeah. name it, I was going to be able to do it. So my eligibility was not over yet. Um, it's, it's an endless process. Lines will be drawn. People will... Um, not be treated the same in some ways. There will be hurt feelings. There will be difficult decisions that have to be made. There will be legal action. There, oh, the, the, <laughs> the legal community is going to, there, there is, uh, there's going to be legal claims far and wide that this spawns um, out of um, claims under insurance policies for business interruptions. Worker rights. I mean, yeah. it, you, it's it's really going to be, there's going to be, you know, you get contracts, you know, I mean, the, you know, the CBAs themselves have a, what's called a four Majeure clause. There you go for a fancy term that is wow. worth like five hundred bucks, which basically says, guess what? We can cancel this contract, and it's null and void under certain circumstances: war, national disaster. So you think pandemic, national declaration of emergency by the president of the United States. So not that the CBA is going to get blown up, um, but you look at other contracts 
that are out there that have similar type uh, provisions in there because it's a standard provision to have in a commercial contract is you can have one you can have one side of the contract saying I want this contract done and over and I want it void and I'm going to do it because of the pandemic that's hit and what's happened in the United States I mean there's going to be all kinds of legal issues that's a whole another podcast that we got to come up with and create that you can host that's, that's not one that I want to part be a that part you can of, host yeah. on that one but it's uh, <laughs> it's it, there's going to be a lot of stuff that that comes of this and we're scratching the surface uh, because we're all just trying right now just to keep head above water. Sure. What's going on? Because our lives got turned upside down in six days, less than six days. We're six days into it here in Michigan. And it seems like, you know, last time the kids were in school was like, you know, two months ago. Do- doesn't it feel, I mean, <laughs> what, my buddies and I were talking, we all we all went out together for dinner with, you know, with our before, wives and everything like that. That was, that was lat, not this past, but the weekend before that, it was eight days ago on a Saturday. We all went out. The night that the Pistons played the Jazz. Oh. When they played in Detroit. And then as we saw, Christian Wood ended up testing positive here for the I mean, that's kind of the connect because we went back to my buddy's house and had a couple of drinks, turned on the Pistons game and watched a Pistons game. Little did we know exactly what we were watching out there. And and that, when you boil all this down, that is the thing that, that really jumps out at me is, you know, as, as we wrap this up here, episode number 22 of the Straight Cash Homie podcast. But in summation, Cam, in six days, man, everything changed. And I know we've said that a couple of times in our lifetimes where we point to moments and we say, wow, that was the, that was the moment everything changed. But I mean, I've, you, I would imagine, I've never seen anything like this before where just the long-term ramifications, this, this will go on for years, man. This will have impact. That 90-minute last Wednesday night when President Trump came out at 9 p.m. Eastern and by 10.30 the NBA had canceled its season. The M- it wasn't that President Trump was in the White House. Hey, no big deal. Right. The NBA canceled the freaking season. Right. Okay, boys, we're in a different neighborhood. Uh, that, to me, was like the bullhorn that I don't really understand and appreciate what's going on. And then the follow-up to it, too, with Rudy Gobert, and then, like I talked about, his teammate, and then Christian Wood, who played against them last Saturday. I mean, that was, that was really drove home to me. I mean, these guys, it wasn't like... They were sitting around holding hands, or they were just playing a basketball game, and we and we saw the fallout of that. And they are the premier athletes, people in shape, right? You know, and they 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 are still getting as good as you expect that they're going to do well. They'll get you know they'll get healthy, they'll recover. But you look at it, you look at nine eleven. I mean, I remember nine eleven. Sure, and you like this is our lives have changed forever. And then you you know you you, you had. Um, you know the continuing fallouts of that and the, and the concerns about what's going to happen um and you had the anthrax scare that went on in october that year down yeah. in dc and you're like okay what's going to happen then you had you know 08 and 09 with the economic crisis where we're we going to do it and so you know my sense is you know we're we're, we're going to get through this it's going to be difficult it's going to be different Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the unch- it's like all right, we haven't shut down the, enti- the entire nation basically which is what it feels like I know we have it but that's kind of the sense that I have it's like okay, everything's grinding to a halt yeah. and what's going to happen um, and sports is such an integral part we're certainly we're going to find out how important sports truly are or are not in lives you know, maybe this is a reset and people know, are, are are not as, you know, engaged in sports because they, they do something else for their life for a while well, I don't know Cam, but I'll tell you this I mean just for the couple days that I've been with it, I mean, again, this is this gets to be my very busy time traditionally with lots of traveling, lots of games and everything like that. So I'm home 
I'm home all the time with the kids. And I just, I haven't felt the same way that, that people have felt about this. I mean, certainly I'm gone. I'm sad that my livelihood is, is gone away. I mean, cause that's what it is. But at the same time, you know what else I did, Cam? Play Monopoly, a, a legitimate game of Monopoly with my two sons. Like dealt the money out. We started the game. We played the entire game until there was one person not bankrupt. We played the, it was about three hours and 45 minutes or something like that because you know Monopoly. And I got done with it, and I was like, you know what? That was fun, man. I missed that. And I did miss that, and the, and the, the kids enjoyed it. And, <laughs> and that's, you know, that's something, we, Cam, we would have never done that. We would have never done that before. No, and That's just reality. No, and there's, so, the, so there's an opportunity. Yeah, there's an opportunity. You have opportunity to do things. We got you know puzzles. You know, Monopoly. Yeah, you know that's going to have to be like week three of quarantine for me. (laughs) Well, somebody online, I I I mentioned it online, and somebody said, "All right, well, step up, step your game up, and play Risk." Yeah, I was like, "Hold, hold on, you know, I don't have that kind of time. We're only going to be shut down for like two months." That's right. So you know, that's uh, see, in a way, Monopoly reminds me of what Major League Baseball has turned into. Sure. It is that un, it's just that never-ending game. And it's disappointing because the Major League Baseball is going to have new rules and everything else. But this is going to be something that, that at least in the short term, people are going to refocus. And it may be like, holy hell, I've been locked up with my family for, you know, basically four <laughs> weeks. Let's say we're out and about in like April. I want to go and do anything and everything I can outside of the house. And that's what I'm Kids, man, go. Sure. Get, get out. But it's 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 something that it, we're living in historic times. Um March Madness of 2020 will be unparalleled. It will there'll, be. there'll never be another March Madness like this one. Let's, let's sure hell hope not. Well, as things, you know, as we as we trek back to to getting back to normal, whatever that does look like, as far as things impact the sports world, Cam and I will we'll get together and uh, we'll discuss it as these leagues get back to business. We'll break down what it looks like, the changes, all that stuff from an economic standpoint and certainly what money has to do with the world of sports because it's what we do here on the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. Cam, good job out of you today, my friend. And uh, appreciate you opening my eyes really to the complexities of this because look man you're you're the smart guy you're the legal guy I'm just uh you know I'm just a guy that talks and I don't think about these things in depth like you do but that's uh that's why you are who you are and I am who I am right you do more than just talk you convey events images and heads in real life and things that are vitally important that we're finding out which is Sports, Um, And we just obviously wish nothing but the best to everybody who's out there um, listening to you, your loved ones and your family um, and uh, and just, you know, to the world as a whole. We're in just in a historic times and uh, something we'll look back on. And I sure and hope everything we said in this last 40 minutes ages well. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what we want. But we will reconvene again as this news continues to to pop out. We do want to get into the CBA. We'll get into another episode of the Straight Cash Homie podcast where we really go in depth on the collective bargaining agreement and uh as always we'll lean on cam for that so for cam evans my name is neil rule thank you everybody for listening to straight cash homie podcast episode number